Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got John Driscoll online. John, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Michael? I am awesome. Been looking forward to this conversation for a while now. So why don't you share a little bit about you and we'll dive right into this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I'm an, a 20-year entrepreneur. 20 years last year. I guess it's 21 now. But um, And I own a company and run a company called Naked Development. Um, and we essentially launch startups uh, specifically tech startups, mostly app-based, um, but sometimes web-based. And we, um, we're kind of here where, you know, some people call us an incubator, an accelerator, we're a lot of things, we're an agency. I, I, I don't know how to define us because we're kind of a little unique, but, but that's kind of what we do. And I mentor, mostly I mentor founders and curate new business concepts. And that's my role nowadays. And uh, yeah, so we've been a part of a lot of real exciting projects and that's what we do every day. Yeah, your book of business that you've mentioned and in, in the show notes, which will you know people can refer to, it's quite amazing. You've worked with some extremely well-named companies, but then I, I'm guessing, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you've had probably a lot of fun with entrepreneurs that have just launched something that no one knows about yet. But once the market catches on, it's like, wow, this is actually a really good product or service. Yeah, I had a recent story that's really cool because I had an entrepreneur that wasn't necessarily crazy well known, but had a, a great idea and he had enough money. He had raised enough money to kind of get started. And I, I think there's sometimes this real misunderstanding that you have to be crazy well known or you have to be super techie or you have to be all he was none of those things. Um, and what he did is he got this kind of launch and we just kind of did it on a budget and tried to get where we could get. And recently, uh, actually just two weeks ago, he received a $5 million funding from Ashton Kutcher's VC. And it's so cool because I think this is going to be a household name at some point in the real estate business. And it's just awesome. I, I got to talk to him on the phone after he got it. And he's just like, you know just elated, you know, and obviously he's not at the finish line. He's at the start point, but at the same time, he's got the resources. He's got the team. He's done all that real gritty work to get there and nobody would know who he is yet, but you will, you know, and that's fun to be a part of that. Yeah. It's an amazing story. And I look forward to finding out who that is. And, and yeah. it's a, it's a wonderful thing when you're an entrepreneur and someone believes in you, whether it's VC funding or mm -hmm. just, you know, clients buying your products or services and you start building things. And all of a sudden you get to the point where it's like, okay, now we can actually start. And it's an exciting slash scary moment. And for many people and they go, okay, wow, now we actually have to do this. All the dreaming, that this is what our business is going to be. Okay, now it's time to execute. And many entrepreneurs, initially, they're, they, they kind of freeze and go, wait, what does this mean? It's like uh, all the things you've been doing, well, now you get to do them. 
And at first they yeah. get stage fright, I'm sure. And I'm sure you see that a lot too. And we're just like, okay, your, your app's ready. Everything's good to go. It's, it's good. It's out there. People are using it. Uh, it's making an impact. Now you want to be able to do this. And they're like, well, and a lot of it, I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, is I, I think a lot of people, it's probably self-doubt, is they, they think, okay, I'm going to be successful and I'm going to build this business and all that. But there's a part of them that goes, I don't know if I'm going to get there. But then when they get there, it's as if they're like, how in the world did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. The validation thing is very real. I think one of the most common questions I get is people come and say, do you really think this is going to make it as if I have some sort of, you know, crystal ball or something and I know what the future is. Yeah. And I've done this hundreds of times, but at the same time, I don't know if the market will accept you. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think we do a lot of hard work and we try to follow principles and, you know, all kinds of things to, to solve these problems. But once you put it out there, it is scary. Uh, I, I literally just got back from a launch in, um, a place I've never been, College Station, Texas at Texas A&M. And we launched a new app this weekend. And everything I thought this thing was, it, I was wrong. It's so much more than I thought. And after we had done it and seen the reaction, and I've been talking to the founder like hour by hour almost in the last couple of days, because he's like, what do I do now? What do I do now? And, it, you know, it's, it is really scary. And, um, it, I think that's why Steve Jobs said real artistship is because you have to have this courage to put your art out there and be willing to let the world judge it. And it's, it's scary. It's really scary. But you, you know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to have that grit. You have to have that, you know, confidence to, to do it. And then to know if it gives you a bad reaction, Hey, we can make pivots. Lots of people have done that. You know, Slack, Butterfield's never got it right on the first time. He always had to pivot every time. And he's got two big winners to his name. And so I think it's okay to fail. You just have to be willing to take that feedback and move on, you know. It's a lot easier to pivot when you're moving instead of just standing still. Yeah, absolutely. I was in a conference in Vegas a few years ago and the, the speaker was talking about products and services and launches mm-hmm. and things like that with a lot of new entrepreneurs and, and whatnot. And he basically said, look, people, you have to just put aside your ego, put aside your pride and put out yeah. crap 1.0. And then you're going to put out crap 2.0 and then crap 3.0. And he, and he said, okay, what v- version of Windows, Microsoft Windows is out right now? And at that point, it was Microsoft 10, or Windows 10. And, you know, now there's new versions, like 10. There's been 10 versions of this. That means hundreds of revisions and patches and things like that. If Bill Gates and everybody else would have just stuck around and waited, like, yeah, it's not quite right yet. Let's wait. Then who knows what we would have as far as operating systems, software, computer technology, the platform we're using right Mm now. Would that have existed if the team at Microsoft way back when would have said, you know what, we're putting this out and away we go. And it's, you, you got to, you, it's yes. You, you, you don't to. want to, you don't want to be criticized, but actually criticism is awesome because it tells you what's wrong with it. 
and and yeah, that's why when we do releases, we like to release in in sections. You know, that's why you have an alpha. That's why you have a beta. The reason why you do that is to try to work out those big issues, right? You're going to have little issues, but you try to work out the big ones before you release it to a bunch of people. But I guarantee you, when you throw it out there, it's going to take on stress you never saw in the alpha and the beta. And so you have to be willing to know, you know, it's going to be a little embarrassing. You know, I, that's probably my most common quote that I that I put out there is from Reed Hoffman. If you're not embarrassed by your first version, you waited too long. That is the most common problem I see. And it's partially why we're called naked development is because it's about simplicity. It's about putting out something small. It's not about putting out something cheap. See, there's a difference. It's got to be high quality, but it's got to be small. And so the problem is everybody's trying to build their vision and not their MVP. You know, the biggest thing we do on day one is go, what's your vision three years? Now, what, what can we do in three months? You know, that's the biggest thing I think that we do that a lot of consulting firms don't do. We really try to get eyes on both of those things and we let you go crazy. We let you dream big. We let you do all that, but then we dial it back to what is that? Okay, so what's that first thing that we can do? And how fast can we do it so that we can test it and see if the market thinks that we're right? You know, that's it. It's honestly, the formula is not that complicated if you put it into those terms. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Most things are not complicated. They're actually pretty easy, mm -hmm. but it's the execution of it. And taking a step back and getting out of your own way and out of your mm -hmm. own mind and out of your own head initially, and just kind of see, you know, where things are and okay, what can we accomplish? You know, there's a lot of things we can accomplish in a much shorter period of time than we think. And then there's many things that we think, well, that won't take long. And that could take a few cycles in order to get things done. You just it, simply like the work that I do. And we talked about this a little bit in, in the pre-show and we'll, we'll dive into it now. The work that I do tends to be in business consulting and, and burnout and workplace culture and the great resignation. Boy, that's a fun topic too. But uh, I've been reading those. Yeah. Those it's, 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 yeah. It's, it's been interesting to watch and talk with all the parties involved on that. But, you know, burnout is an element of that. And fixing burnout is actually easier than most people think, but it's really hard to, to make the changes. So, you know, what's been some of your experiences? I know you talked about a little bit in the pre-show about your own personal journey as being an entrepreneur running five companies and some of the things that you're seeing with entrepreneurs to come to you with, you know, needing the services that you provide. Yeah. So I, I think there, I, I was talking to an entrepreneur the other day and he was definitely going through a time of, you know, kind of soul searching how he's going to find balance and all this. And one of the topics that we talked about was he had to really dig in. And he thought of digging in when I asked him what that meant. It meant for him working more. And I'm like, that's not digging in. Digging in is more focus. 
And that's the difference. Um, I think everybody thinks you have to work 80, 90 hours a week. And, and maybe there is a short period of time where you need to do that. I, I, I definitely have been in those moments when you're launching something or something like that. And I'm, I'm okay with that. If you're going to do it for a season, for a month or something short, that's fine. But if that is a pattern in your life, you won't make it very long. And the only way I've been able to make it 21 years now is really trying to focus more in my life. And honestly, the best way to focus is to not look at everything else. And what I mean by that is saying no a lot. So I say no more times than I can count. Building real boundaries in your life and just going, yeah, I can't do that right now. That's not what I do at this time of the day. You know, like uh, whatever that is, whether it's having your home office and closing the door at the end of the day. And I close the door. People will be surprised if I say this and I feel like people are going to go, you're lazy. I close the door probably around 3.30 or 4 every day. Like that's the end of my day. And yeah, I might take a text message here and there. But other than that, I'm done. Like I move on and I have my night routine. I have things that I do in the evening that help me kind of decompress my day and you know, whether it's taking a walk or hanging out with my dog or whatever that is, day's over. Um, I start my day at five, but a lot of that first hours are, those are personal. Those are working out, you know, meditating, things like that. So you, if you don't have that kind of balance, I just don't know how you're going to be successful and make it very long. You're going to burn out for sure. And I just think that's what you're seeing. Um, in a lot of entrepreneurs, they can't make it very long. They're just, you know, they're going too fast. Yeah. And it's my own personal burnout story was the long hours and everybody yeah. that I encounter, uh, they'll say, well, I'm just going to dig deeper and I'm going to work through it. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do. You actually need to yeah. scale back and, and work less and prioritize and, and have set times when you start working and set times when you end and, and talk about that with your employer, hopefully before you start working for them. But there's ways to talk with them if you've been there for a while and can introduce some things. As long as you prove to them that you have the quality of your work and the quantity that you need to produce is going to stay consistent. Spoiler alert, when you get really efficient, you actually produce more. But uh, that's, that's one of those yeah. things that a lot of people don't see because you're like, I, how can I produce more? I'm overwhelmed as it is. Like, mm, that's, there's, you have to look and see how you're spending that one commodity we never get back. And it's called time. It's like, what are you doing? You know, and, and how are you spending your time? What are you working on? When are you working on that? What's your energy levels like when you're working on that? Is, does it match up? You know, for me, you know, my mornings tend to be where I'm doing all of the analysis and work. If there's any type of analytics or anything, creation, whatever, tends to be in the morning. Um, the afternoon, I tend to have more for conversations, meetings, whatnot, because I know that's where my energy levels will match the work that I need to do. And again, yeah. everybody's different. You know, I know some people that they do their best work at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, if 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I, God bless I, them. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's what makes the world spin because yeah. not every not everybody's getting up at five with us. And I'm a 5 a.m.er as well. And boy, I tell you what, you, you get a lot done in oh, those oh, early my hours. my favorite time of the day. Yeah. It's my it's favorite a, time of the day. I, I just, and, and it's funny, I wasn't always like that. Um, I think when you're younger, you tend to be more late night. And I was definitely like that. And I, 
you know, worked the long hours and I did that. And I started to learn, you know, there were other things that are really needed to be important if I was going to make it. And so 5am became something in my life. But once you do it, it's honestly, it's my favorite time of the day. I just enjoy that whole process of getting up in the morning and going through my routine. And man, I just feel so ready to take on the world by seven o'clock, you know? Yep. And it just makes things so much easier. So what's, what's one, I know this is going to, this is really narrowing it down, but what's, what's one bit of advice uh, that you give time and time again to entrepreneurs that are coming to you that want, you know, an app or some type of solution, or just to pick your brain Mm -hmm. on being a successful entrepreneur. What's, what's one thing that you commonly tell people time and time again? Yeah. So I think one of the things I've simplified my job down to a pretty simple role and um, essentially is when you start a company, you're kind of wearing all these hats. Right. And that's kind of what happens. And as soon as you get validation from the market, you can start growing and hiring and scaling. And it's as a CEO, your job is very, very simple. I think is just to continually go and find talent of people to replace those hats that you have. So uh, Dan Sullivan, I'm in a coaching program, strategic coach, and they make us write out like all the things that we do. And then you take all the things you're just not great at, and you just start going and hiring people to do those things. And if you can find really talented people to take over that job and do it better than you ever did, man, you look like a superstar in the end. Like all the stuff we do now, I used to do it, but man, my people are so much better than I ever was at it. That blows my mind when I see the work and the quality and all the stuff that they do. I'm just like, how are we doing this stuff? You know, but it, you know, it took time, you know, it was just like, I I think the most, you you asked the question, I see the, the most, common thing I say is there are no such thing as home runs in business. There's only base hits. So I'm, I've never in 21 years, I've never hit a home run ever. I've never even seen one. I know some guy has a viral video go, you know, 5 million views, whatever. That's not really how you make it in business. It's just base hits every day. It's routine. It's, it's enjoying the process. You know, um, there, there is just no easy way you know, to success. And I, I think the earlier you admit that and the more patient you are, the easier your life is going to be in this entrepreneurial world. That's great advice for everybody, entrepreneurs, people that work on the front lines of whatever industry, everyone. That's incredible advice. So John, I love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you do? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. We're on Instagram and YouTube and all of them under naked dev, um, you know, just naked and then DEV uh, for development. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, anything under that. Awesome. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So John, again, thank you so much for your help today and your conversation and continued success in everything you do. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.